Hey y'all, welcome back to a brand new episode. Hey, okay, so I'm just gonna do a little conversation, a little talking about uh, basically Halloween time. It is Halloween, 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 everybody. Halloween week, so excited. Um, But I do wanna talk about um, just little things that I'm watching currently this year. Um, I have to say, if you guys have Disney Plus or a Disney Plus subscription, definitely check out the new show, Goosebumps, um, starring Justin Long and a few other really cool people. Um, I have to say, I think it's a really great show. Um, I think it's just, it's fun. It's a, it's a good time. It's very different from your usual goosebumps, but has like a really, like some really cool elements to the show. I think that make it very interesting. So my family and I were kind of watching it together last week and you know, it doesn't like, not much gets my parents' attention. Um, to be honest, and my dad actually sat that out and watched like most of the show uh, with me. And he's, again, he's not someone that can like just easily sit there and watches a lot of the things I watch. We are very different when it comes to what we like to watch most. Well, sometimes, not all the time. Um, but he was like actually like paying attention to the show and seemed to like it. So I think there's a little bit for everybody in this show. It's not your typical goosebumps from maybe if you're a 90s kid like myself or like a millennial it is not our typical goosebumps there's some different things going on here um it all takes place in a small town and the story is is very cohesive everything kind of comes together where like a lot of the uh, other goosebumps were just kind of their own separate things sort of like an anthology things this is very different um everything connects to each other at least in the first season it does and i kind of like the elements that they do pull from some of the stories um and make it into this really cool uh collective bigger story of um basically you know this town um is uh kind of moving past a death of this teenage boy who has a few like goosebumps like items in his house Something happens to him and basically years, like, what, 30 years, I think, about later, um, the town is kind of uh, re-haunted by him um, by means of their teenage children. So you have to, like, watch the show. It's, It's pretty good. I think it was really fun. And there are some, like, there's some darker themed elements to this, even though it's, like, you know, I don't want to say it's a kid's show because it's not a kid's show. It's, it's like, kids can watch it, I think, without being too afraid. There's nothing, like, super-duper scary in this so far. Um, but there are moments that will kind of make your jaw drop. There was, like, a moment that happens in one of the earlier episodes. Uh, I can't remember what the character's name is. I don't know if it's Lucas or something. I forgot. Or Luke. I don't remember what the character's name is. But something happens to them that's like, what the heck? Like, it took me a minute to really like process what the hell was going on so there are some cool moments in that show for sure um another show that people are watching i haven't really started watching yet but i'm gonna get into it is the house of usher um the fall of the house of usher apparently it is related to um the other series that came out from uh netflix uh, i think the haunting of hill house and the uh haunting of bly manor whatever i think it like also is a part of that um sort of anthology series so i might have to give that a watch there is a new american horror story um that's out now with um what's her name with uh uh Ray, uh not rachel what's her name emma emma roberts there we go and um for whatever reason kim kardashian's in it uh that isn't a deterrent for me it's not like oh i won't watch the show because kim kardashian's in it i could care less about any of the kardashians so her being in it or not is not a reason why i won't watch i just I don't really get into American Horror Story anymore. I just, I don't. And honestly, like, I, I've i said this before, and maybe not in a podcast, but I've said it before many times. Ryan Murphy just kind of, like, 
there's something about him that I don't like. I just get a bad vibe from Ryan Murphy, so I probably won't be tuning in. I did used to watch um, American Horror Story. I think I stopped around, um, God, which one was that? Not Coven. It was like the the sequel basically to Coven where like, I, I don't know if it was the Antichrist was born or whatever, but that season is the one I stopped watching. I just, I just stopped caring. I realized that the show was just kind of going in a dumb direction. Um, I do love seasons like Coven and Asylum. The first three seasons of the show I really did like. I did like Freak Show because I love the Dandy Mott character. Um, but other than that, that, that season was just okay. Hotel was kind of whatever. Again, Jessica Lange kind of stopped, you know, being in the show. So I kind of stopped caring after she left. Um, there are other really good, strong actors a part of the show for sure. But if it's not Jessica Lange for me, I don't really care enough. Like, I do love Angela Bassett and her coming into the series. I do love Kathy Bates and the things that she does. Again, there's there's really good actors around the show still. I just, it's just not for me anymore. I think I just, I don't care. Um... But yeah, there's a new season of that uh, out right now. So there are a few different like things that you can watch this Halloween season um, that might be, you know, family appropriate or at least you appropriate anyway. Um, for me, though, I'm sticking to the classics. I love me some good Halloween Town 1, 2, and 3, depending on how I feel in the year. We don't talk about 4. Um, I'm also a huge fan of like Don't Look Under the Bed, Phantom of the Megaplex. These are some I really love. The new Haunted Mansion and the 2003 version, I have no issue or beef with either one. I think both are really good to watch. Um, majority of these things you can also find on Disney Plus as well. I do love watching Worst Witch. I like the movie from the 80s with, uh, I think her name is Faroosha Bulk and with, uh, what's his name, Tim Curry. But also I do like this series as well. You can watch on Netflix. Uh, the newest series, there are like three different uh, Worst Witch series. So it depends on which one you're talking about. One of them has... Um, I don't know her name, but one of them has, I think her name is like, uh, God, what is her name? I'm trying to think of the girl's name, but she's from, uh, one of the Star Wars movies, one of the prequel movies. She was in that series. It would help if I knew her name, but I don't remember her name. Um, I know she's like the main character in Rogue One. So you've seen the movie Rogue One and you probably know who I'm talking about. Her. She was, um, I, I want to say like, I, I feel like I know her name, but I only know it because of Wars Witch. It's not even because of the fact that she was in Rogue One, but she was, I think, Mildred? No, she was Mildred. She was, um, oh my God, what is her name in, in Worst Witch? She is the mean girl in Worst Witch, I think. Um, Ethel, I think she played Ethel Hallow, which would make sense. She does kind of have that, like, kind of upper crest bougie thing about her, at least just the vibe that I get from seeing that actress. It makes a lot of sense, and that is very much what Ethel Hallow is. So you can actually watch that on, um, uh, Netflix. It's a really, I, I think, well, not that version, but the, the newest Worst Witch, uh, that you can watch on Netflix, I think is a really good show. It's got four seasons. Um, basically Worst Witch to me is Harry Potter before Harry Potter was ever a thing. So there are some fun things for the whole family that you can watch. And I mean, Netflix has a few movies, I think, that are like Halloween-esque themed that you can go and watch this holiday. So you are, this Halloween. So you're not, you know, if you're looking for things for you and your family to watch, watch those. Um, there's also some really cool things on Disney Plus, more related to the Haunted Mansion. You can do, like, the Swinging Wake. There's also, um, uh, Enter If You Dare, which are really cool, like, basically Halloween background sounds. So say you're running a fun little spooky house for Halloween this year, you can go ahead and use those. In fact, I'm gonna go into one of them right now. Let's go to the Swinging Wake one. So I wanna...
I was uh, listening to it, like, about last week. And it's kind of nice. I'll, like, sit here in my house. I might color or read a book um, or even do some writing of my own book and just kind of listen to this. I've only done it, like, twice now. But um, it's kind of soothing. I kind of like it. So I just thought I would, like, basically sit here. I'm coloring right now. That's all I'm doing. I'm trying to kind of have a little bit of me time, I, I guess. I was playing a video game earlier, and I did want to go over Final Fantasy 16. That was the game that I was playing um, and talk about it. And I might even publish an episode about talking about the game now that I've finally finished it. It took so freaking long to finish. Um, I was not aware of how long that game was when I bought it. I actually pre-ordered the game at GameStop um, months and months and months ago. And so it's just been kind of sitting in my house the last couple of months. And I I got Spider-Man 2, which I'll, I also pre-ordered. Um, but I got that one and then something inside of me was like, you know what? Before you really dive into this game, maybe play one of your other games first. Like why have all these games if you're not gonna play them? So I thought to dive into Final Fantasy just because I, I don't know, I was really curious. Because 15, I, I did buy 15. Um, and that was another one I pre-ordered too, but I did buy 15 years ago and I just didn't like 15 for the PS4. I just did not like that game. Not not like because from the PS4, I just didn't care for it. Um I feel like that was such a different kind of Final Fantasy. It was very open world, but maybe a little bit too open world for me. And I just didn't really enjoy that. However, here's the funny part. The newer Final Fantasy is not um, as open world as that one. And I kind of wished this one was. I it, It's so weird. It's like, you're never happy, right? You know, nothing's ever, nothing, nothing ever satisfies everyone. But yeah, the newest Final Fantasy game has a lot of beautiful scenery, unfortunately. Um, there's not much you really can do within your world. As in, like, you have these missions you're supposed to complete, obviously, um, and so you kind of move through the world that way, but you're not doing a lot of, like, exploring of the world that you're in um, because of all the things that you have to do, I guess, or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know. There's just... There wasn't enough time, but it's a really, really... It was a really good game, and honestly, it might even get my game of the year if, if I had to choose a video game so far. This year that I've played... Um, I would say Final Fantasy 16 is probably my favorite game of the year. It was just really fun to play. Um, it was very stressful, very irritating at times, but overall, I think it was just, it was really cool. I, I, I think when I finally finished the game, I was really satisfied with kind of how, uh, the story went there. I mean, there were some really bad writing moments in the game. And I do feel like this game, this Final Fantasy is definitely trying to be many things in one. But other than that, I think it was really cool. Now, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this conversation that we're going to have today. Okay, so I decided I kind of want to switch things up. And I want to have a conversation about Miss Christina Aguilera and Mr. Justin Timberlake um, being referred to in Britney's book. And just have a real conversation about these two individuals, period. Because I've noticed in recent years, and I've said this about Christina, you know, she's allowed to have her, you know her happiness and be in, in her happy era of life where she's not really shaving people and all that. She's, she's grown, she claims, and she's done with those years of being messy and stuff. But at the same time, like, you know, I, I feel like we're, we're now living in an age where we want to call people to the carpet for their past behavior. And so a lot of what people have said and done, you know, years and years ago is kind of, you know, coming back to bite, which does suck. It sucks for all of us, sucks for everyone. Because, I mean, we've all said things about people, right? We've all, no one is, like, completely innocent. Even Britney, Britney has her, you know, things that she's being called out for. So everyone is 
being called out. And I don't think Christina or anybody else should really be able to escape being called out for the, for these behaviors because I've been saying it since forever ago that Christina Aguilera is messy. She's a messy person. And not only myself, but <laughs> I mean, people that are way more credible than I am, like Mary J. Blige, Mariah Carey, a lot of people have said about Christina Aguilera that she's very messy and she's not very nice. She's very mean um, and mean-spirited. And case in point, so Christina Aguilera, by the end of this year, or I don't know if she's still doing it, but allegedly she'll be doing a Vegas residency for a little while, um, where it's like a very small, intimate uh, number of fans will be able to come and see her perform her hits of yesteryear and all that stuff, which is fine. It's great. Um, but in, I think, 2015 or 2016, she made a comment when someone asked her if she would go to Vegas during the time that Mariah Carey and Britney Spears both had residencies there. And without even like without needing to mention them allegedly she mentions them and says like why would basically why would i go to vegas and kind of like sit there like britney and mariah and perform all these tracks from from yesteryear why would i do why would i why would i do that um which i think is funny because i'm like almost 10 years later that's exactly what you're doing it doesn't make any sense like like i, I just think there were like better ways for her to not be so messy but that to me is christina aguilera she's a very messy person i don't know if it comes from envy or jealousy or whatever because i think for so long you know she was like one of the girls in britney's shadow and i think even now i mean there was just a question about her on jimmy kimmel show i think it was jimmy kimmel where he was like do you think you're in britney's book and she's like kind of hope i'm not and it's funny because it's just like Again, Britney doesn't get many... Like, she doesn't really have to talk about Christina Aguilera very much in her interviews. I haven't seen much of Britney Spears having to mention, you know, her... Or not even really Justin, except for now, you know, the things that are happening now. But for the most part, when Britney Spears does a sit-down interview about things, she rarely has to talk about anybody. There's no, like, there's no celebrity that she has to, like, always... That is always name-dropped whenever she's having an interview. Like... With Christina, though, there always is. She's always having to talk about Britney. There's always a conversation that goes back to Britney. And that must be kind of frustrating for her. But it is what it is. It's a huge part of your, like, the early part of your career. And, you know, I, I don't know. I just it, It's sad, but it, it is true, to be honest. I think Christina Aguilera will always have that kind of, like, Britney cloud somewhere over her because that's how her career started. I suppose if, like, you know the roles were reversed and Christina was bigger than Britney at that time, you know, Britney would always have to, you know, answer questions about Christina, but that really isn't, and I'm not going to say that Christina wasn't like doing her own thing and holding her own. Of course she was like, but part of my reason for having issue with Christina Aguilera as much of a fan of her as I am, it is that pettiness. It is that messiness. She was, she was messy and petty to Britney. She was messy and petty to pink and all that. And, um, I think because, of Britney's new book, a lot of things are being talked about again. I, don't, I haven't read the whole book, to be honest with you, not yet. I've just been too busy doing other things. I do want to read the book, of course, but like every time I get on social media, there's already like so many stories about the book that I'm like, why even bother sitting there reading it right now when there's already so many people just dropping every little detail about the book? Even before the book hit stands, people were already talking about the book and what we can expect inside of the book. Um, and I'm like, I just kind of want to hear Britney's story. I don't really need to hear every little thing. But if y'all going to drop every little thing, then I'll just take my time reading the book. I'm not even going to rush through. So I did want to come on here and react to the book and, and talk about it, which I, I still will do. Um, but it just, when it comes to Christina, it comes to Justin. There's been a lot of conversation about like, you know, kind of letting them off the hook, at least from some fans. And Lance Bass. Lance Bass, well, not with Christina, but Lance Bass came out recently and was like, you know, 
Brittany's forgiven Justin. I think the fans should forgive Justin too. Let him live. Let him grow. And it's like, okay, yes, I do think that forgiveness is a thing. I think people should be forgiven for their past mistakes for sure. And I think especially if the person that they wronged has forgiven them, then I think it, it we really shouldn't hold too many grudges toward them. Except for the fact that it's not so much that I think myself and others have an issue with Justin just because of what he did to Britney Spears. There's several people that I think Justin is just wronged, allegedly wronged, and has not really been called to the carpet for. There was the thing with Kylie Minogue at the awards when he basically asked to touch her butt and she was like, you've already done that. Like, let's not, like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of, those kind of behaviors. And I don't think those things are just isolated to those things. There's also the issue of like NSYNC potentially coming back together and allegedly I'm going to say allegedly over the whole conversation but allegedly Justin was saying that um or it was alleged that someone said that Justin um wouldn't do the reunion tour wouldn't do whatever if he's not getting paid the most like this is your bandmate I get that Justin Timberlake was the face of NSYNC we've had this conversation before I get all of that but at the same time why are you so concerned about the money that's going to other people's pockets because let's be real sis like you're not getting hits right now by yourself. You're just not. Your little comeback you're trying to stage really isn't working. And it's not even really just because of Britney. Because let's talk about the last time he tried to have a comeback not too long ago. And he just wasn't it. People were just like, nah, dude, we're not here for this. We don't care. Like, you still have shit to answer for. We're not really cool with it. Like, it wasn't as if, like, sometimes I feel like he, in his mind, I could be wrong. But I feel like that, like, sometimes people like him think that, this person is the cause for my mess up. This person is the cause for me getting dragged. This person, and it's like, Justin, maybe the person that is, you know, responsible for you being dragged is yourself. Like, maybe that. Because you, like, he's always talking about his musical influences. And, and mind you, I know you can have several, but I just feel like he's, I don't know. I think Justin, uh, uh, among many things, I feel like he's definitely a culture vulture for sure. I think that's exactly what he is. And Brittany kind of details that in her book when she talks about how like he kind of tried to have a black scent, you know what I mean? Um, and not just him, but other members of NSYNC too. But I do remember the days where he definitely tried to act like he was like, like part of the black community. And it's like, okay, sis, but you're not like, but you're not like, I, I don't know. There was a lot of that going on with Justin. I think at one time where I feel like he just didn't know who he was. There was like, he had a Michael era of his life. Um, at the same time, disrespecting Janet, but go off. Um, I like, I just, I feel like he's someone who doesn't really know who he is. And I think he just, I don't know. I feel like he like identity hops a lot, but yeah, it's just his behavior to me. I, I just never liked the guy. I think ultimately I just, I've just never liked the guy at all. I just think he's just eh, the epitome of like toxic male and what happens when like you give like, or just toxic person, basically, but, like, male specifically because of, like, some of the things that I've seen, some of the interviews and things I've seen, and just the way that he talks about women, it just doesn't seem like he has really any respect for them, and I, I just, I'm not a fan of that, like, I'm just not, and I think it's funny, because a lot of people are like, yeah, like, you know, Brittany, it, it's been over 20 years, you should let the past die, and let people move on, and it's like, and, and same thing with Christina, a lot of people say the same thing about her. Like, you know, it's been so long. Britney really shouldn't be holding any grudges. One, I don't think Britney's holding grudges. I think she's telling her story. I think people are choosing to react in a way. At the same time, why is it okay? Why was it ever okay for Justin Timberlake to put out two songs about this girl and not even talk about the his 
past, you know, situations or his past problems in the relationship. Because she's saying now that he cheated too. And there's some evidence to support that he may have cheated too. But he never speaks about that in his songs. It's always about her cheating on him. And even in the second song that he did on a follow-up album, he goes into her marriage. He talks about Britney and Kevin's relationship. He even brings up the children. Like, these are his words in his song. Like, and the song, What Goes Around Comes Around, which is really messed up. And also, there's some alleged information that when he was filming that video with Scarlett Johansson, that he could have possibly been seeing her and Jessica Biel when he was with Cameron Diaz. So it's like, wait a minute. Not only are you singing a song about somebody cheating on you and what goes around comes around, but you're allegedly possibly messing with two other people when you're in a relationship with Cameron Diaz. Like, what? I just, that whole thing. But it, that's the thing, though. It's like, for me, with Justin Timberlake, it's a whole bunch of hypocrisy. And it's like, for a long time, I felt like his fans and him just being the guy in the situation, like, a lot of people did not, like hold him accountable for anything. The fact that, you, like, he talks about how Britney portrayed their relationship, but you were also the one that got on a plane and talked about how you slept with her and you took her virginity and all that kind of stuff. Like, you outed her and didn't care. Like, so, and then you tell, you break up with her in a text message and then you tell her, like, by the way, like, it, I think this was also through text, that you're doing a video, you know, basically going to have a version of her in your video. You did all of this messed up shit to Britney and it just seems like, you got your chance to heal over and over and over again from the relationship and put things out there. Why shouldn't she be able to? You put, you wrote two songs about the girl on two different albums and it was okay for you to not only write those songs, but make videos of the songs, get awards for those songs, have those songs play constantly on the radio. Like you were totally fine with all that, but it's not okay for her to talk about her past and having an abortion with you. Like, and I'm not, I'm not holding him responsible for her abortion. She is an adult as well. She, hopefully it was an adult at the time. I'm not even sure what the timetable for that was. Who knows? But um, that's a two-person thing. That that's Ultimately, that is her body. It is her decision. It should be her decision. However, I do believe that there were probably many adults in this situation that were like, don't do this. I don't think she was... I don't know if she was forced to do it. She might have been. I don't know. But I'm not holding him accountable for what she... The decision that she made. Um, like, at least not solely accountable for that. I, I, I'm not. Because... She could have raised the baby by by herself, or if other if she had supportive people in her life, they should have been helping her do that too. If he decided that he didn't want to be part of the life and he would just be a scumbag deadbeat who didn't want to help, you know. But um, I'm not going to be like you're the reason why she got an abortion. No, I don't think anybody should be saying someone is the reason why someone else gets an abortion. That's not. I don't think that's in my opinion. That's not how it works. Um, but at the same time, her body is her business. Her body is her choice. Period. Um, so I'm not going to hold him solely accountable for that. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to even really touch that situation. But I just think that's messed up that you decided it was okay to talk about this girl on several tracks. And then now, like, of course, no one wants their private dirt brought it to life. Of course not. But you had no issue doing that for to her for years. There were even other times. There's even, like, other concert performances where he's saying Crimea River and he's calling her or he's saying the word bitch in the song so it's like who you the song the girl that you're writing this about this i mean this was like a couple years ago that this footage was put out there you're right you know this the person you wrote the song about is her so when you say bitch who are you speaking about are you talking about britney the girl you wrote the song about is this a part of your your current relationship like like what who are we talking about here because if you're talking about how you're done with the britney conversation you're done hearing about britney 
if you're so done, why do that in that song recently, in recent years? Like, what is, what is the point? Maybe not even sing those songs anymore. I know those are two of your biggest songs, but if you're really over it, maybe stop singing the song. You know, I, I would, I, I probably would, you know, or I probably would, you know, you know, let people know when I'm singing the song. By the way, this was about somebody, me and that person are cool now. Because, I mean, I, th- I think it is kind of weird that, like, he does perform this song even still to this day. Like, you really could just not sing Cry Me a River. You really could just not. And the thing is, like, the biggest reason why this song was such a hit, it's not because it's a good song, it's because it's about Britney Spears. That's That's why. That's why that song will always be one of his biggest hits, if not his biggest hit, because it's about Britney Spears. What goes around comes around. It's about Britney Spears. Like, these are things about her. Like, her one song that is about him, which I don't know why... A lot of fans are saying it's about her baby. About the the possible abortion. abortion not possible, but, like, the abortion she had. I don't necessarily believe that. I think it might be a part of two things. I think this is reaching a little bit. I do think that this song is about her relationship with Justin. But it could be a part about both of them. There's a chance that it could be about both things at once. Sure, I, w- I would take that. It's one of the first songs Brittany herself said she's ever written. So it could be about both of them. But I don't think that it's... It's not about Justin. It's just about... The- I don't think so. I think this is about both of them. Like, I think it- there's enough in that song to kind of let you know that there's a chance. Like, the first verse, Notice Me, Take My Hand, Why Are We Strangers When Our Love Is Strong, Why Carry On Without Me? I feel like that some of that possibly could be about the baby, Notice Me, Take My Hand, Why Are We Strangers When... Like, that could be sort of like, you know, about the child. What, like, you know, our love is strong, but I carry on, why carry on without me? Every time I try to fly, I fall without my wings. I feel so small. I guess I need you, baby. All these things could be possibly about the baby, but also be about her relationship with Justin, you know? Um, like, I make believe that you are here. It's the only way that I see clear. What have I done? You seem to move uneasy. These are things I feel like that's more about him than about the baby. Um, and then there's, um, I may have made it rain. Please forgive me. Um, my weakness caused you pain in this song. That could definitely be, now that I think about those lyrics in context, that could definitely be about the baby though. Definitely that part. But I do believe that there's a, there's a chance that it's about both of them and not just the baby or just Justin. I think there's definitely a mix. And what's crazy is when you think about the video now and it's like she's running in a hospital room and there's a woman giving birth and she's like running towards something, like almost like towards a light, basically. Like there could totally be something to that. Because I always wondered why that video was so freaking... First of all, every time it's my favorite Britney Spears song, like, ever. It, it's always been my favorite Britney Spears song, like, ever. Um, and, I mean, I love Circus. I love Womanizer. I love Mannequin. I love Unusual You. I love so many songs. I mentioned that was, like, all Circus albums. I love so many uh, Britney albums and Britney songs. But I've always loved that song. I've always thought it was, like, so sweet and so, like, so beautiful, but also so sad and haunting. And I feel like she puts a lot of emotion into that song. Like we got to see her on her in the zone, um, like behind the scenes ABC special thing, actually playing the riff. She, I think, came up with that riff for every time. She was just playing on the piano and she found something she liked and she went from there and then helped write the song. So there's a lot of like passion, I think, for her in that song. I think that's why it's always been my favorite is because she, it's just, it's a different tone for her. It's a really good 
Britney Spears ballad and it's really sad. Like I love I I love hearing people cover it. So like Kelly Clarkson covered it, a few others covered it. It's a beautiful song. It's just very fairy. It which kind of always goes in line with Britney Spears because she's always done like the whole fairy theme thing. And so like to me, like her Britney album was like very fairy themed. So I felt like this was a very fairy theme. I know that's in the zone, different album, but it's the album after that. But like very like fairy themed woodland creature thing. I think that's really pretty. I love that, actually. So I think that's cool. But anyway, getting back on topic of the Christina, Brittany, and all that stuff. Um, And Christina saying that, you know, she, again, over the years, I feel like she's just been so passive-aggressively toxic towards Brittany. That's just how I feel about it. And I know, like, she's trying to, like, in my opinion, it's kind of a facade of this, like, I've changed. I'm a better person now in a better place. But it's like, and that's fine. You can be all those things. You can be in a better place. I hope that you truly are. At the same time, it doesn't mean that because now that you're in a better place, that all of a sudden everything that you've said and done to people in the past doesn't need to come up or, you know, they don't have a right to share their part or share their stories. It does upset me to a degree because I do, I like, I would love for nothing more for Brittany and Christina to just be besties. I would love for that to happen because I feel like the media and just their labels and every, like every adult when they were younger has really just kind of pit them against each other, except for their moms. I feel like Christina's mom is just like, she actually really likes Brittany in my opinion. That's what I think. And so I really do wish that for these two, they could just kind of have like a sit down and just be chill with one another and just be like, look, I have no beef with you and whatever beef I have with you, it's probably stupid. Let's just save it, you know? Because I, I do think that there's, you know, some things on both sides. Obviously with Christina Aguilera, I think she's had to like always be compared to Britney, even though she's like, I'm doing my own thing now. I've shown you guys I'm not like her. We don't sound alike. We don't, we have like the same background from like the Mickey Mouse Club, but that's after that. And we were both, you know, 90s pop stars, but like we're different. We've been different for a long time. Why are we still getting compared? Like, you know what I mean? Like the whole, like I would say after this stripped era, no, that's not true either. Cause I'm like, no, there were other things that were definitely similar later on. Like for example, when Christina did back to basics, she kind of did like a circus theme and then Britney kind of did a whole circus album. Um, I mean the songs were different, but like, it was still like the same kind of circusy aesthetic for at least one of Christina's videos. And then for Britney's whole like freaking album. And then Britney did that whole toxic thing in the in the, the the black cat suit with the blonde hair. And then a couple years later, uh, Christina does Keeps Getting Better, the MTV performance. And I was like, that is a straight up Britney Spears look. That's straight up. Like, so, I mean, which, I mean, it's going to happen. It, you know, no one's like, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to have those comparisons. But it's like, that also does keep the comparison thing going, though. You know, Christina had the Coke deal. Britney had the Pepsi deal. Um, you know, all the, all of those things, I think both of them had like store brands. They both were, they, they did sketchers around the same time Britney did it. And I think 2001, 2002, Christina ended up doing it around the same time as well. I think maybe Christina did it first. No, Britney did it first. And then Christina did it. I think that the following year, I think because Britney did it in like 2001 and was promoting her 2001 album around that time. And then Christina did it, um, was stripped because stripped came out after Britney's album the Britney album. So yeah, I was, it was Britney that had the schedule deal. And then Christina had the schedule deal. And I think either Britney had to deal with Coke after, or Christina had to, someone had to deal with the other ones, uh, drinking company for a while too. So there was all of that going on. Um, so there were constantly like constant comparisons, I think between the two over time. But I mean, I definitely do think that like 
there was the animosity from Christina's angle. At the same time, I think there was also animosity from Britney's angle too, because, you know, even in her memoir, she states that like she went out with Christina, you know, and all her friends and all her fans are like her fans, her dancers, because they have some of the same dancers, uh, which I think is kind of cool to be like, I work on Christina's tour, but also Britney's tour. I think that's kind of sweet. Um, but yeah, like she went out with them and, you know, Christina was able to have drinks and have a good time, this, that, and the third. And it sounds like Britney wasn't able to do that because of her conservatorship. So it definitely is like, I definitely think Britney has resentment for that because it's like, how come this girl gets to be free and do her thing as a normal everyday human being, but I can't, I have to have these restrictions. Like, obviously that's going to create animosity too. So I think both sides have that kind of animosity for one another because it's like, you know, one of them is like, I'm seeing this girl get to do all these things that every human should be able to do and I can't do them. That's not fair. And then the other is kind of like, I've been showing you guys for so long that I'm not like her, but y'all want to keep putting me in this box with her. Like, it's not fair. Like, I just want to be cool with the chick, but like, how can I be cool with her when I'm constantly having to feel like I'm not good enough? So I feel for both of them, definitely. And I also think like, you know, Christina jumping on Justin's tour, like, or them doing a tour together. I think that was kind of a big slap in the face to Brit. I, I just didn't like, and not only this, like, not only them going on tour, but even things that were done in the tour. Like, come on. The blow-up doll thing that Christina Aguilera did was really mean. Pink ended up doing that back to her a little bit later as sort of, like, a response. Because I think Pink has always been in Britney's corner. And I think that's been an issue for some people. That Pink, like, women like Pink have always been like, what you're not going to do is this. What you're not going to do is this. And I love that about Pink. I just wish that more was done to Justin. Because I feel like it's like, okay, like, I'm glad that she went after Christina because of that bullshit. And also because of the, the Lady Marmalade stuff. But let's not let this man get away with doing all this fuck shit because he's doing all this fuck shit and ain't nobody talking about it. Everybody's just so, like, whenever Christina Aguilera did something shady to Britney, which she should have never done, she has no right to do it, that's fucked up, um, there would be some sort of consequence, right? But whenever Justin Timberlake did something, it almost seemed like people validated it because, well, they were in a relationship. Okay, but, like, you only know his side of the sea. She's not really saying too much. And that was, I think, another issue, too, is I think Britney wanted to just take the high road, which is great. The high road is always great to take. There's nothing wrong with taking the high road. At the same time, sometimes, sometimes you got to go low, too. And that's okay. Sometimes you got to go low, too, and meet a bitch where they're at so they don't stop, so they stop fucking with you. Sometimes. Like, I remember reading an article where Timberland was going to work with Britney, or I think her team reached out, or she reached out to him, and he was like, but you have to, allegedly, was like, what you have to apologize to Justin first. The fuck I do? I don't care if that's your friend. You don't know our relationship. I don't have to apologize for nothing to, bitch, you know who I am. Like, <laughs> let's start there. Do you know who the fuck I am? I don't need to apologize to him because that's what you want to happen. Like, are you going to make this money off my track or not? It's really up to you how you, how big you want your pockets to be. How big do you want those pockets lined? All right? How big? You don't want it? Then sit back. Like, I also like that in her book, I think she says something about Will I Am and how, like, not negative, but she did say that, like, basically, we did one good song together. And I'm like, Brittany, you did two. Stop it. Y'all did two. Don't come for Big Fat Bass like this. Big Fat Bass was fine. I liked Big Fat Bass. I thought it could have been better in moments, and it is very repetitive to the point where I'm like, okay, we next. But, um... But I like Big Fat Bass, Brittany. Don't do that. Don't do all that. She, This girl be hurting my feelings for no reason. Like, she attacked me when she said that she didn't like the Onyx Hotel tour, which I get. Because, I mean, she did say it was very sexual. But the thing that kills me about Britney Spears, when she's talking about things being too sexual, my love, my darling dear, I, I appreciate your, your opinions on your own stuff. You have a right to have them. Honey, are you not 
on Instagram all the time, all the time now, showing all your good goods. Are you not doing that? So if you're talking about something being too sexual and you just didn't like it, then why are you so sexual on your Instagram? But also pause. I understand because it's like to a degree, I can get where she's coming from because on her Instagram, she's not doing things like sexual things with other people. She's doing them by herself where I think it's different on, you know, on a tour where you're having to do this with other people. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's grinding on other men. She's grinding on women and all that. It's different when it's just you in the privacy of your own home, you know, doing the things that you do. But there does seem to be, in my opinion, a little bit of hip- hypocrisy in that and being like, I didn't like this tour, this thing, because it was too sexual. Like the make me video. She's like, the make me video was too sexual. I scrapped it. I love that she did that. For her to take her own power back so deep in her conservatorship. I love that for her. At the same time, it is kind of strange because, again, it's like you can go on her Instagram and she's always half naked, if not fully naked. So it's like, what's it going to be? But there's different. There's difference between being naked for yourself and doing something sexy and, and putting it out there yourself than having to do it because it's part of your brand and having to do it with other people. Majority of her sexual content or whatever, she's like stripping or whatever, like, you know, what I'm doing the dance and stuff. It's her by herself in her, her home, her living room, whatever she's doing it in. It's by herself. It's another thing when there's a ton of people around her that she like, they're her dancers, but she really don't know these people having to grind up on them for two and a half hours on a stage or for making a music video. Like, I do get what she's saying there, but I, I kind of, I feel like it'd be a little bit more consistent if you just abstain from doing any of it. That way there's no, like, no room for the hypocrisy at all in it, if that makes sense. But again, I do get it. One is you being like, yeah, I choose to put this content out there because it's my body. I do what I want with it versus being like, I have to do this because the song needs me to be sexual. Some of these songs and videos don't need you to be sexual. You just are like it's one thing to be a sexual human being it's another thing to have to be sexual with certain people does that make sense like it's fine for you to want to be sexual and and love your body and explore your body whatever it's another thing when you have to do it with somebody else that is different so i do give her that credit that it is a different thing it's not the same thing like owning your sexuality is one thing having to you know like i already said having to perform that with someone else is not the same thing in front of a camera especially like i mean she is doing these things in front of a camera her her own instagram but it's just not the same thing like it's 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 not the same thing um and so i i do feel for her having to do those tours and and not her not liking onyx hotel because i loved the onyx hotel tour i think it's one of her best tours and i mean she's had great ones i think i love circus i think circus is probably my favorite tour kind maybe that one i love uh dream within a dream onyx hotel um um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Femme Fatale. I love the Femme Fatale tour, which is like her last big, big tour. But I, you know, I don't think there was a single Britney Spears tour that I haven't liked. I, I think I, I even liked her Vegas setup. Like, I think there's not been a bad Britney tour. I think she does great tours. And I think it shows in, in her numbers and her sales in her tours. People want to come see her. Um, which is another thing about the Vegas gig when Christine Aguilera said what she said about it. It's like, I don't think people realize, or I don't think she realized how big that Britney tour was because like, honestly, like having like Britney Spears having a a residency in Vegas, it wasn't because she was like some, you know, some act that couldn't sell tickets anymore. No, she, she can go on tour today and sell out like period. It's the fact that she needed a place to stay, to stabilize for her boys. Cause she, you know, only had like, I think, you know, uh, visitation with the boys, I believe. I don't know if she had like joint 
custody or whatever of them. But at the time, she didn't have like a place that they could come and see her very often. So she needed some place that was like, look, this is a stable place. They're in one place. She doesn't, they don't have to fly all around the world to see me. Mom is going to be in the next state. So she won't be too far. Like, so I feel like she looked for a place or like her team anyway. I want to say more than her, more her than her team. Like not only did they take a good money gig because it was a good money gig and it did bring newer, you know, um, audiences to Vegas and younger audiences to Vegas and also younger acts to Vegas. It made Vegas become less of a like, this is where your career goes to die kind of thing. And also kind of bring it to like, no, you can actually have a popping career and just happen to be out in Vegas right now, which I think really did change the platform because then Gaga went out to Vegas, Mariah Carey went out to Vegas. Like people who were still slaying the game were coming out to Vegas because Britney had a whole gig out there where otherwise they wouldn't be doing that shit. They'd be like, uh, no, Vegas is where you go to die. That's when you know your career is flatlined. But with Britney, it's like, actually, no, like your career can still be something. You're just going out to Vegas. Like, so that's kind of cool that she did that. Um, but like, I don't know, like when people make that statement of like, oh, Britney must have a dead career she's you know doing the Vegas thing it's like no she's looking for she needs some place stable so the boys can kind of come and see her when she's like in town you know what I mean when she's a place where she'll she'll be stabilized for them and sometimes they didn't even tell her when the boys were coming for their visits they would just kind of spring the visits on them which I think is also not cool there's just so many things about Britney's story that is just not cool that people got away with for so long and so I'm glad that she has this memoir out because I'm hoping that it's a lot of her words and not just you know some filler shit like I really hope that it's it's from her and it sounds like to me because there's so much more that happened I doubt that this is the only book I wouldn't be surprised if Britney has a part two coming at some point I truly wouldn't I honestly I hope for a part two because I feel like there's so much more of her story that she needs to tell because I I don't think if she wants to because I don't think that you can fit all of that in a almost 300 page book I just don't not all of her career, maybe others like Christina, but, um, sorry, but, um, for the most part, no, I don't think you can put all of Brittany in, in that little book. I just don't think so. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 I really don't know. At the end of the day, I, I truly just hope for these people, like with, with the whole, you know, Justin Timberlake thing, Lance Bass, listen, sister, it is not your place. I know that he's your bandmate and all or ex-bandmate, whatever, like, but y'all can move forward without, without Justin. Cause to me, I feel like Justin's a little bit ashamed of NSYNC. I just, I could be wrong. Maybe I am wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. But that's the vibe it gives me. It just gives me that vibe. He doesn't give me like he wants to be with NSYNC. He gives me like, haven't I done enough for you people to see me as Justin and not as a member of NSYNC? Like, why do I have to be associated with these losers? That's kind of the vibe that he gives me. I'm not saying that's what it is, but that is the vibe Justin Timberlake gives me of I don't want to be associated with them. So why do I have to be associated with them? It doesn't make any sense. Why do I have to talk about Britney? Why do I have to talk about NSYNC? Why do I have to do these things? Like, haven't I done enough on my own? And it's like, yeah, you have. But a lot of things that you've done on your own that were successful were being a copy copy and paste of somebody else. Like, your Justified album was all of Michael Jackson's rejects, pretty much. It was. And it screams, I want to be Michael Jackson, but also Usher already has, like, the chokehold on wanting to be Michael Jackson. So you're basically doing what someone else is already doing. You're just doing a white version of it. Like that's pretty much what you're doing with your, your first album. The second album, I really don't care about at all. Like I don't care. I actually bought that floppy disk because my cousin was like, you need to buy it. Like, it's so good. And so I actually bought it for her because she wanted me to buy that album. 
Otherwise, I could give two fucks about Justin Timberlake. I don't like the guy. Never really have. Um, I did. I was a fan of NSYNC for a moment. Trust and believe it was not because of him. It was because of Lance Bass and because of JC Chazé, who I am still a fan of. I do like Lance. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, if Lance was ever like, hey, you know, I'm single. I ain't got no man over there. <laughs> what you doing, Lancey? <laughs> who you gonna date? Because it's gonna be me. That's what I would say. You know, I'm saying to Lance Bass, but, you know, that's pretty much it. Um... But I was mainly a fan of NSYNC for um, J.C. Shazé. It wasn't a Hillary Duff situation where, like, I, like, low-key loved Justin Timberlake. I think loved, I think hated him for a while. No, I wasn't like that at all. I did not like that man. Was he good-looking to me? Yes. Was I a fan of him? No. Again, it was not, like, the Hillary Duff thing. Hillary Duff thing, I was just being mad and petty because she didn't like Lindsay Lohan. And I was like, bitch, get over it. Like... I don't like this. I don't like this. If I have to choose, I'm going to choose Lindsay Lohan all day long. Like, and I still will. Okay. But I do love me some Hillary Duff. Like, I, I can, I can, now that I'm grown, grown, I can, you know, admit the fact that I bought most of her floppy disc albums and I had a few of her movies. I did. Um, but I'm still team Lindsay in this bitch. Okay. Like, I want them to be besties and make up and just be friends. Um, that's what I want. Like, I, I want healing for everybody. And I mean genuine healing, which goes back to why I think it's, it's fine for Britney Spears to, one, put her shit out there, but also to, like, you know, drag Justin a little bit. How can you heal from stuff if you don't talk about it, right? Like, it was okay for him to come out here and say what he said about Britney, and, you know, that was a part of his healing process, okay? That was 20 years ago. But Britney's now doing that, too, so why can't she have the floor to do what she needs to do for herself? Like, no matter who she's talking shit about, like, or talking about, it's not even really talking shit because I think that she, it's, it's her memoir. It's her story. If, if Justin had one or if he's going to have one, I'm sure there's going to be a few chapters about Britney. And there's probably going to be a few things in there about Britney that one, we didn't know before, but two, that probably don't paint her in the best light. And so, and, and guess what? People would give him grace or, you know, the, the person that people thought they knew of Justin in the past would have given him grace and would have just been like, well, you know, it's his story. He has a right to tell his story. Well, then she has a right to tell hers too. We can't police her and then not police him. It, it's not how that works. So I really, I do feel for Brit. I do hope that, you know, this book brings some closure to certain things. I do hope that Christina isn't too petty about shit. But it's also like, bitch, if you are, stay that way. Like, stay mad about it. Because at the end of the day, like, you know, Brittany's talking about she's going to get you some more some more news. It is. Brittany's talking about she's going to get you some more news. It, it just is. Like, you, know, you can stay mad about it. Yes, you're successful. Yes, you are a queen in your own right. All of these things. But Britney's talking about she's going to get you some more press that you didn't have before. So it's going to have more people looking at you than you had before. Because honestly, a lot of people will be like, Christina still makes music? Like, I don't know how many times I've had people ask me, does Christina Aguilera still make music? Yes, bitch, she does. She does more Spanish music now, but she's making music. Trust and believe Christina Aguilera is still out there doing the thing. I don't know who she's doing it for. But, you know, it ain't for me. But, you know, she's she doing the thing. So, Christina, like, and Christina fans, sit back, because I know y'all be like, oh, my God, like, Britney needs to shut up about Christina. It's talking about her. It's so deaded. Um, Britney has never really addressed a lot of the shit that Christina Aguilera or Aguilesser said about her. So, I mean, for y'all, it's deaded, because Christina said a long time, a long time ago, but Britney's keeping her receipts, sis, and it's, it's time. It's time to show. It's time to show some receipts. Like, I've been waiting for Britney to just drag her for a little bit. Like, go ahead. Like, do your thing, because I'm, I'm tired of Christina Aguilera, you know, saying all this shit, and then being hella passive-aggressive when shit comes back at her, and be like, look, I'm in a, I'm in a good place in my life right now, and I just, you know, live, laugh, love. Okay, well, you know what? You, you say that, but these girls that, you know, you bothered, these girls that you said some shit about, they got some shit to say to you, Christina, so, you know, 
you were fine saying this shit to the media, you know, back in the day you thought it was cute or whatever. Well, it's coming back. And I don't know why you put names like Britney Spears, Mariah Carey, or even Pink or Beyonce in your mouth. If I were you, I wouldn't. If I were you, I wouldn't. Don't, do not bite the hand that feeds, okay? Like, Christina, love you. I love you. You're so talented. You are just incredible. I'm, I'm not even being facetious. She really is all these things. Do not bite the hands that feed. Don't do that because you don't want that smoke. You just don't. I love Christina. I love her, love her, love her. You don't want Beyonce smoke. I mean, she hasn't said nothing about Beyonce in recent years, but like, I remember back when she did and I'm like, you don't want that smoke. I'm telling you now, you don't want that smoke. Maybe back in 2003 when you were, or two or three, two or three, whatever the fuck, when you were talking shit about Beyonce, maybe then you could have handled that smoke. You don't want that smoke now, sis. Sit down. You don't want it now. Mariah Carey, Christina, you've never wanted that smoke. Never. You could never handle that smoke. Never. Not even now. Don't, 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 don't do it. Just, just don't. Just don't. Because her All I Want for Christmas, her one song has <laughs> completely outsold entire discographies, girl. You don't want it. You don't want it, so go sit down. Um, when it comes to Britney, yeah, you don't want that smoke neither. You don't want that smoke neither. You don't. You might be worth more than her now, maybe. Your net worth might be more than her. But look how long it took. Homegirl hasn't had a new album out in how many years? And you find you finally get in the head, bitch, sit back. Like, you don't want that smoke. Go, go sit. Go, go play. Go play with Mandy Moore. Go play with Jessica Simpson. Go play with one. In fact, don't play with Jessica Simpson. She's a billionaire too. Don't play with these girls. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. Have a coke and a smile and leave them alone. Like that's all I gotta do. Um, but I'm gonna wrap this up now. I just, I really just wanted to kind of roast and gag a little bit with y'all and just kind of talk with you a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. I really, I really feel bad for Brittany. The people in her life just seem to kind of suck. They just seem to kind of suck. Like I saw a recent, or not recent, but like an interview um, that was put together. Basically, her talking about her mom and just how she would like go to tears talking about how much she loved her mother and how much she loved you know her mom and her life and stuff and that when she gets older she wishes she could be like her mom and that just really that broke my heart anytime I see Britney Spears cry and this has been since back in the day anytime I see that girl cry I get sad like I get very very sad anytime I see Britney Spears cry I used to go to auditions in Hollywood and stuff before I had like a brief stint with an agent and I remember before my auditions I would just like I would either watch something or think about Britney Spears and other other things that made me sad, but seeing Britney cry and stuff, and I would just start crying. Like, okay, I can do this. I can do this audition now. Okay, because she just has this, like, as a fan of hers for so long, I feel like she's just had, like, such a big heart. And I mean, yes, she, the girl has had her moments where she's done things that were wrong. Who hasn't? Like, let's be 100. Who hasn't done things that were fucked up? Who hasn't said things that were wrong? Who hasn't, you know, done things and, and, and made mistakes and... I think with Britney, though, I think she humbles herself enough most of the time to apologize for them. And so I, I that's something I love. Even like with the Christina Aguilera comment that was made about a year or two ago, she did come out and be like, I, my comment about what I said was being completely misinterpreted. That's not what I meant. And also, like, I do come from a world where people would tell me I'm too fat if I wore this. I'm too big if I wore that. Which there's even video evidence of that, of her being called these things, not only by her team, but even by fans making comments that she's too fat on stage and stuff. So I do, I can, you know, sympathize with where she comes from. It's like, these girls are taught that you can't be certain sizes. You can't do that. And so I think her seeing, you know, Christina and other girls out there being sometimes bigger. Christina Aguilera's body does do what it wants. Um, but, uh, you know, her seeing those things and seeing them being appreciated and, you know, being told they're beautiful with those things, I think it probably is kind of a shock because it's like, wait a minute, 
when I got when I got bigger for whatever reason I got bigger for it, people would slam me and call me all these names and all this kind of shit and like you know no one ever made me feel like I was I could be that way I was told that I couldn't be that way like I completely can see where that confusion and that like kind of like what what the fuck's going on kind of concern comes from because when you're someone like her anytime you get bigger anytime your body does change someone gonna talk about it Jessica Simpson same thing like anytime she got bigger there was always this conversation and I'm not saying Christina Aguilera didn't get it too of course she did but I think in the day and age we're living now in now maybe the paparazzi or the media might say nasty things but a lot of fans on their personal pages will uplift them with a lot of body positive singers out like Lizzo and things like that the the spectrum of beauty and what's desirable is changing which is I think a great thing um I don't think, you know, your your size should dictate how, you know, how you're loved or um, how you're seen. And I think if people need society to tell them what is what beauty is, they're weak. So to me, I can see Britney kind of going like, what the fuck? Like, when I was big, y'all be like this, that and third. And, but now all of a sudden this is cool. I think that definitely is something to like kind of, you know, kind of shocking i'm not trying to make excuses for her but she did come out later and say i in no way was trying to shake christina i think christina is beautiful da, 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 all this kind of stuff and i think christina around that time unfollowed britney or whatever because she just wasn't here for that um but I, I again i think because of the the background that britney has had and even that christina's had with body shaming i can see both sides i can see christina being hurt by that and even for her i think it was more directed at her dancer but either way i can see christina being hurt about that because of the beauty standards and stuff they both have experience and the trauma from that but i can also see britney's point of view being like i wasn't trying to hurt anybody i was just really surprised and taken aback by people like not talking about this thing because they would always criticize me for you know being this way so i can see both sides of it and i think at the end of the day i think again it's just i, I think both ladies just need to talk it out i would love for britney and christina and honestly mandy jessica pink all of them to just be besties like i would love that. I would love to hear them do an interview. Like, oh my God, I'm so good with Britney. I'm, you know, besties with her. Because like with the whole free Britney thing, all three of them, especially Mandy and Jessica, I think really have said nothing but very positive things about that. And I love seeing that in interviews. I love seeing Mandy more, you know, say nice things about Britney. I love seeing, you know, all of that. I think that's really beautiful and very sweet and shows that like, you know, they were able to grow and mature. And even though they were compared to her and, and, probably made to feel not so great in comparison that they can speak positively and just be like everybody deserves their freedom regardless of how I was made to feel and it wasn't like Britney made them feel that way I think it was just the press and the media and, and maybe fans and stuff that or even management and things that made them feel like they needed to be like her but I appreciate both of those ladies and even sometimes Christina for not letting that get to them and be like okay well I'm gonna treat her this way because of how people treat me because of her. And it's like, no, you shouldn't. She didn't cause that, you know, that, you know, or you guys didn't cause each other's strife. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's from other, other angles. So I would love to see Christina and Brittany kind of patch things up. Um, and before I end this, I do kind of want to get a little bit into Jamie Lynn, because of course there's a lot of conversation about her and none of which I'm surprised by none of which, like, I just, I don't care. Like with Jamie Lynn, I just, I don't care. I feel like she's, it, it's sad when I think people have celebrity younger siblings are always sad to me. They're always just, and I get it. Like they're they're the younger one. I think younger siblings in general just kind of have this like I need to be better or whatever kind of thing about them. But I think with 
Jamie Lynn specifically, I think, you know, Brittany was like the breadwinner in that family. So it was a really weird dynamic with her the whole time. Um, and I'm not surprised by any of the things that Brittany is saying that she was spoiled and stuff. Of course she was. Like, because Jamie Lynn, I mean, she did have to grow up in the same house as Brittany. So I'm sure she did, you know, the poverty of the family did get to her to some degree. But, you know, when she got old enough, Brittany was already making that money. She was already making that cheddar. So she didn't have to, you know, go for the same things as Brittany and Brian did when it came to the parents being poor. And I think by that time, by, you know, Jamie Lynn get, growing up, the dad was already kind of doing the rehab thing. So I think Jamie Lynn, out of the three of them, probably got the best treatment or like not the best treatment, but I guess the best of their parents and the best of the family dynamic situation with the money and stuff and not having to be in as, you know, broke situations. And with Brittany already being the show pony of the family, like she didn't really have to, you know, to go through too much because her sister was already out there making that coin and giving it back to the family. Like the fact that, I don't know, the fact that Brittany was paying her mom's bills all the time, like I, like, I just don't get too comfortable with somebody else's coin that your, like, your living expenses are based off of them. Like the fact that you got a whole house, a whole $2 million ass fucking house that you now can't pay for, like, because Britney's like, I'm cutting your ass off, which rightfully so, like, girl, I don't, why would, don't put yourself through that. Don't put yourself in that situation. And then also, but like, that's the thing. It's like, don't, don't get on that person's bad side. If somebody's giving you a whole fucking house, a $2 million house that they're paying on, like, and you ain't got to do shit. Why would you get on that person's bad side? Why would you? Why? I would be like, we'd be best friends forever. Like, not only, I mean, that, that's your daughter. So, like, why would you even, why? Like, do you really think Jamie Lynn is going make, to make money like that? Bitch, where? Do you think that Brian's going to make money like that? Bitch, where? Do you think you or your husband will make money like that? Bitch, where? Like, where is that money going to come from? Like, I really don't feel bad for her at all. I'm sorry that you have to give up your mansion because you don't know how to treat people. I, oh, well, maybe next, in the next life, don't don't do that like i mean i'm not saying she wasn't supportive of britney and the free britney thing but clearly something happened because if homegirl's cutting you off there's probably a reason for that shit like but at the same time like the way people were just dipping into britney's money like girl can you imagine can y'all really imagine being britney spears famous having britney spears kind of money and someone dipping into that shit without like your knowledge or without your consent like girl no like mm -mm. and there's a lot of coming out about the conservatorship that just wasn't good like it just doesn't sound like it was really that good i don't know i don't know they're supposed to go back to court soon hopefully they do and i just i don't know i just want justice for whoever needs it that's what i want that's pretty much what i want but i honestly like it's sad y'all it's sad anyway i'm gonna end this here i'm gonna read the book and i'll probably talk to you guys next week about it i do want to get back into my pop album reviews i might do some of those today before the day is over so we might be listening to some music i'm not sure from who maybe from the artists I, we did last time so Lindsay, hillary jesse mccartney uh getting to more of their music before the weekend is over but that's gonna be it for this one just kind of a little gossip while i color we're gonna call that gossip while i color that's what this podcast is gonna be called this these podcast episodes and i'll see you guys next time bye